Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Series 3 of the Sports for Dummies podcast. My name is Hope and I'm joined by the wonderful Lewis Pierce. Hey! I wasn't sure if it was my turn. <laughs> well, hey, can I talk? Yeah, yes, you can. Um, and this is the best podcast if you are looking to learn something new about sports. The best way I think to describe this podcast, Lewis, is imagine a boyfriend who knows everything there is to know about football. He loves it. He goes every week with his buds. He watches every game. He knows all the rules. And he has a girlfriend who is completely clueless and he's trying to demonstrate the offside rule with salt and pepper shakers. I feel like that's where we are. Where we're at here. That is right. The Sports Anomies podcast is the podcast for you. If you know anything or nothing about sports, we're here to teach you all the things going on and wrap up the latest news inside the world of sport. If this is your first time listening, do let us know that it is. You can email us sportsfordummiespodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials because we're on all of them as well. We'd be interested to know if you've just discovered us and stumbled across us. We've taken quite a decent amount of break. It was, it was quite a lengthy chunk of time off. Have you been keeping up with sports at the moment? Well, on and off. Oh, no. Every Liverpool game, I'm obviously watching. Excellent. And I'm now at a stage where I get really sad if I don't watch it, if I'm if I'm working or something. I'm like, oh, I really want to watch it. Really? Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and I know that the African Cup of Nations... AFCON, boom, that's right. ...has been on. And I saw yesterday that Mane... Um, oh, where's he from? Senegal. Boom, yes, They won and he scored a great goal. That's basically it. <laughs> even still though good little summary that's nice i also saw that anthony joshua has posted the other day about um people talking about this deal the fact that apparently he's turned down this rematch so that tyson can fight yeah i mean that that is true there you go so you've got all the news see i haven't read too much into that because again that's quite a lot of like paper talk and stuff did, but from did what... he did he not yeah true what... false blah blah yeah. <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i was thinking blah 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 exactly the point the point is though by the sounds he turned it down so they could fight i mean i don't really know this whole the whole thing just winds me up the hope because it's obviously it just drums more interest you know that he's literally sitting there on the drums getting ready for the big solo when anthony joshua finally says 
It's time to fight, guys. Tyson Fury, game time. Until that point, people are like, come on. So slowly but surely, we, I mean, nearly there. I mean, we, might, but... we might end up seeing Jake Paul fight Tyson before uh, AJ. At this rate. At this point. It, I mean, it can be... KSI could fight him before as well. I mean, seriously. It feels like it's going to be a lifetime before that happens. But hopefully at some point within maybe the next year, that's probably really optimistic. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. I also saw that AJ was training with, and I forget his name, how to say it, but he's a fighter who I saw on Sky Sports who's brilliant. He actually got stabbed in the chest when he was younger. And he's what? gone on to be a champion. Yeah. It's really inspiring. Wow. Uh, let me just get his name. Because I don't want to say it wrong, but he's been training with Richard Rickapour. He ah teaching me something new. I didn't know that. Teaching you something new. So he's been training with AJ recently. Wow, um, amazing. Well, in the same gym. Okay, right. Okay, but even still, yeah, it all counts. Story number one, which Ooh. actually begins. Well, I mean, it's technically already begun, but it's going to officially begin tomorrow. Is the Beijing Winter Olympics? Now we spoke about this back last series. I think it was a hundred days to go which was when you made the comment that winter was cold. Winter is cold, although it's not very cold at the moment. But Beijing Winter Olympics is finally upon us. All the plants are confused, aren't they? Because it's not that cold. Bad. We're actually going to discuss that in the next story. Are we? We're gonna... Oh, we're all about the environment today. We are. We're being, you know, we're being very eco-friendly. And actually, interestingly, in the Beijing Winter Olympics, a fun fact for everyone listening before we kind of kickstart things about this. So for... Aside one of the venues, which is actually a mountain range where they're doing some events, they're estimated that in one venue alone, they're going to be using 49 million gallons, which is 222 million litres of water to produce fake snow in one venue alone. I don't know what to say to that. No. like that... There are people who need water in the world. Yeah, I know. That, and then to note as well, Hope, there are three venues. Of course, one is a mountain range, so technically doesn't recount. There are two. But if, if you take that number and double it, that's 444 million gallons of, sorry, 444 million litres of water for fake snow. in. So I was going to say to you, and I'm sure this is probably going to come up anyway, but obviously they've been criticised for a lot of things about the Olympics, that's haven't why. they? And this is another thing that that's not going to... No, there's certainly, I mean, Sit people well. haven't people haven't commented on it. So I think we'd start off by saying that, you know, it's the Winter Olympics. There are 3,000 athletes competing, 91 nations for 109 gold medals. Very, very exciting. Uh, they actually began, so it began on Wednesday and they had mixed doubles curling. Um, but the opening ceremony opens tomorrow on Friday. So when people were listening, the ceremony is likely to have happened. So this is the 24th Winter Games. And you're right. I mean, there is still some hype around it. Of course, people are excited. It's still the Olympics at the end of the day. Uh, it's been hosted in Beijing, Yangqing, which is a city not far out, and then some mountains, which are called the Jiang Jiangjiaku Mountains, I believe it said. Um, so nice there you go. Name. Yeah, very good, isn't it? GB, we have 50 athletes competing, 29 are making their debuts, and four are competing at their fourth Olympics. So very impressive. Team clearly quite quite full of debutants. Hopefully they can pull some pull some strings and get some medals for us. And the UK sports team, basically UK sports are kind of predicting between three and seven medals. That's kind of the aim for us. We've got the I think the most we've ever done was five. We've done five medals between 2014 and 18. So they're aiming between three and seven. I think it'd be fantastic if we did that. Um, but you compare to say the US. So we've taken 50 athletes. The US have taken 224. What? Yeah. So I, thought that was a pro I thought US weren't, weren't taking anyone. I thought that was a problem. 
No, they are no that they are competing. They're, the US are competing, but we'll get to all that stuff in just a second. That's to do with the human rights and stuff around that. Yeah. So it's slightly more complicated. No, they are going. So the US, GB, Australia, uh, Canada, all these nations are going despite all of the stuff going on. Okay. I'll ask how we feel about that in a second. But first, I just want to say that if you think about it, we don't get a lot of snow here. Yeah. Right? Compared to things like places like Russia, Canada, good situation to learn. So I do respect us for going. Absolutely. I mean, I also respect some of the nations. 17 nations have sent one athlete only, including India and Ecuador. So shout out to those nations as well, who are obviously most Even of them- warmer. Yeah, even warmer. Nations with effectively no snow. So, you know, some of these countries do have some snow, um, but lots of places don't really. So how do we feel about us going with all the human rights stuff? So I have mixed opinions. Hope. I think there's there's a number of different factors that that come into this, and it's certainly not an easy answer. I think at the end of the day, so there are arguments that have been raised that said if no one... so. Basically, to put it in sports with these terms, Beijing won the bidding for the Winter Olympics, and if they didn't win it, there probably wouldn't be a Winter Olympics this year. To be honest, because there weren't there weren't enough countries that were bidding on it to win, or that weren't suitable enough to host the Winter Olympics. So part of me thinks actually going to the Winter Olympics is still good because you get to represent. And the other thing is you obviously get to speak out against the injustices that are going on and that have been alleged to be going on. So that's one thing that you can argue. You know, there is certainly an argument to say by going to these olympics whether you think they're good or they're bad it allows the athletes to talk it raises awareness because yes absolutely some people might not know that there's human rights situations going out there that people aren't happy with but because there's this conf this kind of conflict of should we should we not it does allow people to have those conversations absolutely no 100 percent. i completely agree and it actually it also allows the it also allows the ioc to look into how nations are feeling you know this isn't just a one nation that said no GB, so the US have basically aligned with uh, Canada, GB and Australia, who will all protest, we will not be attending any opening ceremony tomorrow. So we are still competing in the Winter Olympics, but we won't be there for the opening ceremony. Um, and the, I mean, the other big news hope that I, I sort of learned about over the last kind of couple of weeks, when the Winter Olympics was coming to light, was this lady called Peng Shui. Now, I don't know if you've heard about her. This is quite a controversial story uh, in, in the Chinese in Chinese news. Um, and certainly, I would say listening discretion would be advised because it's quite a quite a traumatic story, really. Um, so lots of athletes at the Olympics have been advised to not speak out at their time there. So lots of countries obviously have said we're not happy with what's going on in China with the persecution of ethnic minorities and the Uyghur Muslims. However, you know, the IOC are kind of under wraps. I'm not sure whether this has been publicly announced and it doesn't sound like it actually has. But the way it's been written in the news has been that lots of athletes have been advised not to talk out because although the IOC states you can speak out in press conferences, conferences, there is still some kind of it's a very gray area in terms of what you can and can't say, because there's a lady called Peng Shui, who is one of the best Chinese tennis players of all time, an amazing, amazing player. She's actually, fun fact for everyone listening, she's the only Chinese tennis player to ever reach number one ranking in the world. So there you go. So she's an amazing tennis player. Brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. She actually disappeared for several weeks in November. Uh, she publicly accused a former Communist Party official by the name of Zhang uh, Goli, I believe his name is, of sexual assault. I remember this. Yes, and it happened, it was November 2nd that it happened. She she came out on something called Weibo, which is a Chinese social media platform, a bit like a Twitter or something like that. You know, in China, there are lots of rules around social media and the government's controlling what you can and can't post. 
And she basically accused him of this. And by the sounds, very quickly, soon after, it was deleted. Uh, the post was taken down. And she then went, dis- she basically disappeared then for three weeks from all social media and the public eye. No one really knew where she went and who she became. Like people, there were lots of like rumors going around saying if she'd been deported, if she'd been taken somewhere, if the government, you know, lots of very strange things. About three weeks later, she then posted a video which claimed that on social media she was misunderstood. So how she described the thing that she described on Weibo wasn't wasn't actually what she meant. But in Western culture, the way that she wrote her post, the interaction that she had with this man and the fact that she was effectively she was sexually assaulted by this man in, in, in a number of ways is sexual assault. And there's no two ways about that. Um, but again, very controversial. And I think... Yeah, it sounds as though she maybe was threatened yes it's exactly that's exactly what came to my mind yeah and and that immediate thing of going actually i need to say something here because the government will do something if i don't turn around and say sorry it didn't happen so just to confirm the ioc is the international olympics committee correct so they are saying to people maybe don't expose your views on china in press conferences for your own safety that's what it sounds like. Yes, they haven't publicly come out and said you cannot say things because actually there was free speech allowed at the Olympics just gone in Tokyo. You know, people did come out and say things about on human rights and, and this sort of thing. But I think there is certainly it's a very different element when you're actually in the country that are that, you know, that are doing these things. And I think there was lots of the kind of the general feeling. Lots of people are saying, actually, if you come out and say these things, you just don't know what the government are going to do because you are in their country. So. I don't but, know. But she was from that country. Correct. She's Chinese. So I wonder if they wouldn't do anything if it was, if they wouldn't act or give sanctions if you were foreign. No, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I know. But I mean, it certainly wouldn't be good. You know, let's imagine that an American, I don't know, an American snowboarder comes out in, in their press conference and says, actually, I've seen what's going on in this country and I think it's vile, da, 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 complete correct, like politically correct. You don't know what the you don't know what the reaction is going to be of the Chinese government to that, and then the backlash America will face. And it's very, I mean, it's very mm. difficult to know because it's very easy to say that you can say these things, and if you know, you can say I would say that in a press conference, but if you know the backlash can be absolutely enormous, I guess it remains to be seen. But I hope, I hope personally, I don't think they should have that control over people. I think no, I don't think that, we, I don't. In that case, I don't think we should be going. No, and I'm with you. in in truth. My feeling really is that this Olympics is completely corrupt and there is so much behind it that is just weird and there's lots of things going on, whether it's the human rights or even this just this Peng Shui case in general. I think that is literally a tiny summary of everything going on and effectively the tip of the iceberg of everything that's happening. And, and, no, that one, and no one can, um, well, probably worse is going on, but no one feels that they can say. No, exactly. Or if you do say on social media, you can't find out because it gets deleted by the government. So it's, I mean, it's very, it's a very, very difficult time. I mean, let's just hope that if people do say things, that there is no backlash, that nothing happens. Um, But I think it will certainly be a controversial time for sports in terms of the Olympics. And I think lots could be exposed. And I hope actually for those that are suffering uh, any sort of persecution or are suffering at the hands of the government, um, I hope that can be brought to light and that yeah things can be changed hope you actually mentioned during story number one there briefly about kind of sustainability and eco-friendly stuff so story number two we are talking about premier league clubs and their eco-friendliness and sustainability oh yeah i know right so fun little fact 
Premier League teams have been put into a new rank table. Now, this was done by the BBC and backed by the UN as well. So, you know, Drimble, when we spoke last... Oh, I mean last year. It's weird to say, isn't it, last year? Yeah, um, I know. What on really earth? Really strange. Really strange. At COP26, we spoke briefly about what was going on at COP26 and the sports news happening there. So... In Glasgow, one of the decisions that was made by the sounds is that research was going to be done into climate crisis and with sport. So how was sport going to tackle the climate crisis going on? And so the BBC have teamed up with the UN over the last couple of years, and they've been researching football clubs and their sustainability. And it was actually it was yesterday was posted um, officially the ranking table for the Premier League teams in order, obviously from 1st to 20th, most sustainable to least sustainable. And there were 11 different categories and some of the points were awarded for like clean energy and sustainable transport. Water yeah, electric, pollution. electric minibus. Yeah, all that sort of, yeah. Or like coach. To, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You're not likely to see Liverpool going in a little minibus. Yeah, yeah. Like After their game. Like, beep, beep. Yeah, come on. Beep, beep. Yeah, after the games. Um, the good news, Hope, speaking of Liverpool, is actually in joint first with a total score out of 24 was the max. Liverpool and Tottenham got 23. Hey! Yeah, which is well, we won that. Let's hope we can win the Premier League as well. That won't be happening. However, we oh. can be optimistic. <laughs> but I'll take, to be fair, if you gave me the option this year of sustainability of the Premier League, obviously I'm taking the Premier League, but... <laughs> I thought you were going to surprise me then. <laughs> no, but for the point of the planet, of course, sustainability is much more important. Um, it's actually really good. So I was reading into kind of the stats and some of the things that Liverpool have done, and we'll speak about some other clubs too. But, you know, I know we've briefly spoken, Hope, before about what sports can do to change... Uh, climate crisis and what impact they can have and actually the Premier League have done a lot of work behind the scenes that isn't necessarily exposed very well so Liverpool as an example have planted over 900 types of trees and and shrubs and bushes and things uh, in the in their academy to kind of boost greenness I think and, and I'm Aww. sure yeah which is fantastic I can imagine they've, clip-clop with his watering can yeah all the you know all the lads after training get the watering cans out <laughs> and all the there's sprinkling some seeds yeah, oh, saying that too, they've also been planting all of the vegetables that the chefs use at Liverpool are all grown on site as well, So, all, which is fantastic. And the other cool thing that Liverpool have done is we've been working with the local hedgehog society to protect animals. I love us. Yeah, there you go. Next, actually... next weekend, guess where I'm going? You go, you go to Liverpool? I'm going to Liverpool for the weekend. Oh, no way. Maybe I'll went... go to the stadium. I wasn't going to. Maybe I can go in. You've got to go to Anfield. For a sports enemy's photo, you've got to go to Anfield. Can you just go like... in? No, well, you can go into the club shop. You can get a photo with Salah's shirt and smile. That's a, probably about as Oh, I'll can... do that. And if I'm lucky, I might find a sweaty sock. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back for my dad. Dad, I got you a present. It's Monet's right. sock. Back to the story. Sorry, um... we, died, we totally digressed there. But yeah, you're going to Liverpool. <laughs> yes, that's brilliant. How exciting. Um, yeah, there's also some great news about other clubs. So another thing to mention is that Spurs obviously coming first as well. They actually have got a player accommodation house, which is kind of where their players are kept, I think, before games and stuff. And they also have a barn and a farmhouse to house bats. So they have <laughs> bats in there. So there you go. They, Why? I don't know. I guess to I, my my prediction for this, some of this stuff, whether it was hedgehogs or the bat, the bat story, was because of maybe their habitats are being destroyed, endangered. Yeah, and so the the clubs are protecting them by building, which is fantastic, really. So that's really good. Spurs. It's, are it's also, pretty good. It's just a bit random. Yeah. No, there are lots of very quite random things that they were listing on on the stories. My dad got pooed on by a bat once. Really? Oh, yeah. that's not nice. How did he, how did that happen? We were in a bat cave at the zoo. I mean, that does make sense. If you're Very scary. I didn't like the Batcave, but it was funny to see my dad get pooed on. 
<laughs> Although I have mixed feelings about zoos, but again, that's a very different. Oh, I don't like zoos either. I no. love going to them, but I don't agree with them. Yes, which makes we... me a hypocrite. Yeah, it's very... zoos are very difficult things. But hope I didn't mention two to kind of say about that Sorry. as well. So lots of clubs. I don't apologise because it's important to work on this stuff. It's important to talk and discuss and have fun in life. Um, <laughs> because actually, a lot of things at COP twenty six. I didn't. We didn't mention this. Were were kind of looked at and people went is that okay as an example manchester united last year had a game at leicester city and they flew in a plane for 10 minutes what the hell they had a flight that took 10 minutes obviously burning how many thousand i don't know they what fuel is it um oh, kerosene or whatever i don't under exactly so that is the point they would, that would have spent more time taken off than it would have actually in the air it is utterly stupid. The other thing I don't understand too is imagine getting your faff. The faff of finding your passport for a 10-minute flight is utterly well, Surely stupid. they wouldn't. They would have a private jet. Well, that's what you assume, right? But even still, logic would say still ridiculous. Regardless of any of those things, the, the concept of flying on a plane for 10 minutes, that is the equivalent of just going up and down. Like there's no... I, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, what the hell? So anyway, so that is why some clubs have made a big difference. So obviously Liverpool last year were fifth. We're now up to first, which is brilliant. So we've made a big jump. Love um, us. There are a couple of clubs, Spurs and Liverpool, have also agreed they're going to be net zero for carbon emissions by 2040. Man City have said they're going to do that by 2030. And it's a very big call to make uh, in, in just in, in the eight years they've got. But even still, good thing to aim for. Some other really good campaigns too that other clubs are doing. One that I think is absolutely fantastic and all other clubs should get on board with. And I can't believe they haven't yet. Brighton are part of the On The Ball campaign, which actually provides complementary uh, plastic-free sanitary uh, products for all fans and female players. So hey. the, Yeah, so at the Amex, there are all there are sanitary products for free at the ground, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, they're probably... So I use bamboo sanitary towels, and the, yeah. the actual wrapper it comes in also is biodegradable. Wow. A lot comfier, and you feel like you're doing your bit. So there you go, exactly. I, I would get behind that, women. Yeah, absolutely. Or anyone no. listening who has a period. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Brentford have also announced, they also announced back in November, they are also going to keep the same home kit two years in a row. That's good. I, I could not agree more. This is fantastic. Part of me, it's exciting to have new kits because people like designs and changing it up and stuff. But by the sounds, they are going to have a different away kit and third kit possibly. So they will change it. It's not going to be the same kit for two years, but it's the same home kit guaranteed. Now, this obviously eases pressure on the fans financially because some, you know, shirts cost £100, give or take. They are expensive, expensive things. And to buy a new one every single season, unfortunately, in this day and age, is not affordable for most people. They've also said that actually a shirt made from polyester rather than cotton, which is obviously what shirts are made from for, for sweat and wicking and all those things, uh, a shirt has actually double the amount of carbon footprint compared to a cotton shirt. So that will reduce the amount of carbon footprint that, um, that Brentford are obviously producing. So there you go. So it's fantastic that the Premier League really has stepped up and lots of clubs are making a change in a number of different areas across the board. In last place, however, to mention was Newcastle. They only got 10 points out of 23, so not very good. Oh. Lots of people, which obviously is less than half. Now, the media have asked lots of questions to them and they haven't responded yet. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Although in fairness to them, they did have an owner and it's not to say that it's it's not right because they should be doing more to change the planet but their whole ownership um scheme last year and how their ownership changed and the corruption behind that in the sense of their owner that was basically pulling their club down was gone i imagine he wasn't doing a lot to change that and hopefully going forward their new owners will do more to change and help the environment newcastle is who callum wilson plays for 
Correct. What? How did you know that? Because he's a hottie. <laughs> <laughs> the game that nobody expected at the start of 2021. And we're doing this now, by the way, because I thought we could preview it next week. But it's always more fun to look back on stories and analyse them rather than previews. This is a preview. You don't need to explain why, Lewis. You're the boss. You decide what we do. But this is a preview for a bit of time so people can kind of get ready and rested and prepared because it will be a big, big game. We're talking about the LA Rams against the Cincinnati Bagels, which is taking place at the SoFi Stadium, which is home to the LA Rams. So, Hope, if you remember, you have to... I want the Bagels to win, sorry. The Bengals. I thought you said Bagels. (laughs) Oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, like a Bengal tiger. What? I thought you said Bagel. Yeah, the, the Cincinnati Bagels against the, the, the Cowboy Breakfast. I'm literally about right? to have a whole conversation with you about how cool these names are. No, sorry. Although, to be fair, the Bengals are actually very cool because on their helmets they have tiger stripes, which is actually really sick. I'd rather it be a bagel on the head. <laughs> anyway, for the second year in a row, Hope, if we rack our brains for when we did sports enemies, it would have been season one, or even for people listening, you might remember, if anyone is here from back in Aspen Weight Radio days. Wow which is a major throwback for all the OGs listening. Shout out to any of you from back then as well. It's over a year ago, so you're absolute legends. Thank you for listening from then, if you have. the Last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was at Tampa Bay's home. So for the second year in a row, the team hosting the final has made the final. So the LA Rams made the final, Tampa Bay made the final, although we don't need to worry about Tampa Bay, they're irrelevant. The teams we're focusing on are the Rams and the Bengals, or the Bagels, as you like to call them. (laughs) Now, the Bagels, (laughs) I'm going to call them that now for fun, because you're going to keep saying it, were 125 to 1 preseason to make the Super Bowl. So a bit like a Leicester. You know, know we've always discussed Hope the Underdog. We love an underdog story at Sports And Vardy plays for Leicester. Correct. Well done. And I know that, not because I think he's hot. (laughs) Just because I'm knowledgeable. You're a sport fanatic. So... (laughs) The the Bengals haven't actually played in a Super Bowl since 1988, so for a long, long time. Now, the Rams are favourites going into this game, and they're at, they were actually sixth best odds. They were, they were the sixth ranked team to make the final going into game one. Now they've done it. And to give it a very Sports for Dummies basic brief overview of what's going on. Good, because I'm confused. Imagine this. <laughs> the LA Rams are a team of old legends. So a team of veterans who have played for a number of years and are good. You might describe them as a bit like a Barcelona, like a, a traditional Barcelona, a bit like a fine wine, like lots of good older players who are experienced. The Bengals are the underdogs. These are the hungry guys that are young, new guys on the block, weren't expected to do well, made the final, and they've actually overcome some massive challenges. They, the Bengals, are one of 12 teams who have actually never won a Super Bowl. So if they do it with this team, it will be fantastic. So it's basically like wisdom versus energy. Exactly how you call it. I mean, the thing is, in a team, you really want to have a mixture of wisdom and energy. It's a bit like when the England squad was picked last time and it was like, we've got loads of young players here, but we need a little bit of wisdom. We need a a Henderson in there. We need a... Who's someone else? (laughs) Michael Owen. We need Michael Owen in there. I thought you were just going. I thought you were on a Rooney. I thought you were just on it I was on it a little bit and then I lost it. Um, A Milner. They got a Milner, exactly. We need a Milner and a Henderson thrown in the wisdom. And I mean, it would be great, you know, it'd be great to see either way. It'll be a, it should be a really good game. I mean, to be fair, Hope, the way I see it will go one of two ways. The LA Rams are amazing defensively. And the main point for the Bengals is their offense. 
So you can see it being a bit of a stalemate in that they cancel each other out. So mm. basically, the offense is better. Sorry, the offense is good, but the defense is good. And then if you flip it, the offense isn't very good and the defense isn't very good. So it's kind of like both teams have a strong point, but they don't have two. They're not both good offensively and defensively. Yeah. Of course, they are because they made the final. But the the truth is, if Joe Burrow and his he can't get the guys going... I think they're going to really struggle. But the truth is, you never know because it is a Super Bowl. It's the final. Everything's on the line for them. But I guess they have every, you know, they've got effectively, obviously, everything to play for, but they've got no pressure on their backs because no one expected them to do what they've done this season. And I would absolutely love to see them win it. I don't personally, things can change. It might be injuries. We never know. I don't think they will, but I am hoping, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it says, your heart says Bengals, but your head's saying Rams. That's how it feels. So this is the Super Bowl. Correct. That's come round quick. Very fast. Do we know who's performing? Oh, it's huge. Hope, have you not seen the lineup? It's like... Snoop no, Lewis, or... that's why I'm asking you. Oh, okay, okay. Come on, you yeah. silly sausage. This year, Hope, the Super Bowl 57th lineup is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, and Kendrick Lamar. What the hell? It's the most unbelievable. So if, if you're ever... If anyone listening... I love Kendrick. Anything... Kendrick. There you go, but the only trouble is, like, you will have, oh my days, you will have to stay up till about about two a.m. to see them all. But equally, it should be unbelievable. Let us know if you watch it or if you're planning to watch it. If you've got anything booked, uh, sportsdummiespodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know where you're going to be watching it from and who with. Also, who are you rooting for? Do you think the Rams are going to do it? Are they going to win this at the Super Bowl this year and kind of take home the victory for all the people back in LA? Or is there an upset on the cards? Are the Cincinnati Bengals going to do it? Or as Hope likes to say, the bagels. Bagels, bagels, <laughs> salmon and soft cheese bagels. Exactly. Is Joe Burrow and the Bagel Boys, are they going to bring it home for Cincinnati? <laughs> Do let us know. <laughs> the Bagel Boys. Well, Matt rounds up the last story of the first episode of Series 3. Lewis. Absolutely. Mate, it feels so good to be back. It does. I've missed you, Hope, and I've missed Sports and Dummies. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all the time and effort you've put in. If you have enjoyed this, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we really, really appreciate that. Please give it a little five-star review. Even write a little comment if you'd like to. Um, yeah, and please say, do, Hope yeah. is funny and Lewis is great. Anything else, please do let us know. Maybe we've missed a story this week. What are you looking forward to soon? The rugby is starting, of course, this weekend as well, which we can start. Oh, my about. dad's buzzing about that. There you go. That is big stuff to talk about for all those listening, have an awesome weekend. Thank you for coming back and tuning in with us. And we're looking forward to speaking with you all again soon. Bye. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply